0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rooster and the Villain. I promise you this will be our most boring episode yet. It's probably the first one I haven't had a beer on. Jimmy and I are doing dry January. Jimmy, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I just uh, finished a delicious hot chocolate from the gas station, and uh, during the course of this episode, I'd like to drink some of this uh, peace tea, which is Caddyshack-flavored, which Really feels like they're stretching that rip off of Arnold Palmer there, but
0: yeah, what, what the hell? Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's that's iced tea lemonade, Caddyshack it, flavor. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yep. Complete bullshit. Jake, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. Short day of work today. the The holidays kind of screw everybody up, uh, at least in the blue collar work for El Paso. Nobody really likes to work in this sort of time period.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty common. I think today was kind of the last day, January second, of the slowness, and then tomorrow it starts picking up again. At least in, in my line of work, I would have thought maybe you were just leaving early because Brighton played West Ham today.
2: Well, I did get to watch that at home. Um, I guess, unfortunately, no, nah, got a point. Not yeah, too bad, point,
0: but point away in yeah. London.
1: Was that? Uh, was that? Was that the one that broke the streak for goals or scoring a goal
2: in a game? No, that was the Arsenal game. This broke our no clean sheet streak.
0: Ah, yes. There it is. Oh, yeah. I heard that on the broadcast. How many games had it been since you guys had had a clean sheet?
2: I think it was like 18 Premier League matches or something. No, 23 Premier League matches.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I mean – Let's jump right into Brighton a little bit because we can we can backtrack and go Brighton Tottenham, which I didn't see a, a whole lot of that game. I was up in New Jersey visiting my family, going to a high school basketball game, uh, so I missed it. And I saw the scoreline, and I didn't really feel like going back and uh, <laughs> diving in head first. But you know, I know you guys won four two. Yes. You also have a, a bevy of injuries. You you said today you have no center back, so really no excuses for Tottenham Hotspur there
2: well we had we had dunk in the uh the Tottenham game dunk and van hecke with igor who's a center back playing left back but he got injured and dunk got a yellow so he had got accumulation and had to miss this match and it was off that uh that play that everybody's sort of making a a big deal out of um obviously i'm biased but i mean from from my point of view i think yellow it was a stupid 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 foul but it was so bang bang that i don't think it was really warranting of a red i mean it ended up screwing him in the end but
0: the um you know the romero challenge if you watch it the aggression with which he goes into it definitely uh yeah it was different than the dunk foul i I will give you that all i saw when i sent you that text was the still image and it looked a, a hell of a lot like the romero challenge at that point but then when oh, i watched yeah. it actually it was different so he
2: he stomped the crap out of him and i think that was um that led to your first goal and i think it was like i don't i don't understand why panic started to set in at 4-0 but it started to set in for some reason and uh yeah i think that was that he played that pass all wrong panicked and then we gave up a goal and he got knocked out for the next match
0: I do want to shout out uh, Velis real quick for that goal, too, as his first as a, a Tottenham Hotspur player. So it was nice to see him get on the score sheet, albeit very late in a uh, 4-2 loss to Brighton.
2: When uh, when he first started celebrating, I didn't know. And I was like, what like, what, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, the first scared. Premier League goal. I was like, all right, all right whatever. Yeah,
0: you're allowed to celebrate a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, Not
0: exactly. Uh, what's his name? Hilda, Hilda H- Hinshelwood. Hinshelwood. He's got
2: oh, two. Uh, he's got two goals this season now. Um, one of the uh, the few bright spots of our injury crisis was sort of discovering him. He uh, he looks very very British, like very British, and he uses um, I wouldn't even call him shin guards because his socks are so short; they're more like ankle guards. And I swear it's like two inches by three inch shin guards. That he wears.
0: Saw that image floating around on Twitter, right? That was the one where the ref handed it back to him, and it was like, yeah, the size of a tic tac.
2: Yeah. But, um, I mean, somewhat evenly matched. Um, You guys had the, or no, we had the better XG. You guys had more of the ball, more passes than us as well. But I think that was maybe from us sitting back towards the end. But yeah, you guys started peppering us at the at the tail end. Goals at eighty one and eighty five. Probably should have had a third. Um, I think just the thing that undid you, and I don't know. I mean, what's his name uh, wasn't there. The your center back Romero wasn't there, so I didn't know there was other. If there are other behavioral issues on the team, but the the two penalties were just dumb, like undisciplined penalties.
0: I forget who uh, who gave those penalties up. Actually, now that I, I've kind of watched that game. And the highlights out of my memories after the Burnmouth win on the weekend for for Spurs, but
2: I I believe it was Kulishevsky who pulled the jersey.
0: Oh, that's right. I did see that one. Yeah, yeah. It was dumb. It was dumb. He's he's still young and he's uh, an attacking player, so you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Happen. Our back line of uh, Davies, Emerson, Royal in the middle. It's just god awful It's god awful Anytime They're lining up To play against a team I have no faith In the Tottenham Hotspur To win a game yeah.
2: I mean it's It's definitely I Like the injuries Are going to get you Obviously The uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you And It kind of It made me think about it the, uh, the injuries That you guys are suffering Are they all Like muscle related injuries?
0: Uh um, Um, Yeah, mostly it's a lot of hamstrings. Yeah. Uh, I think Manor Solomon had a meniscus, but other than that, I think it is all muscular.
2: Because, I mean, as I mentioned here before, like Locomotive had a POTCH or an Ange Disciple as their coach, and we lost, I want to say, like six guys throughout the year for like longer, long periods of time, like muscle injuries from that system. And I don't know how a system could be more detrimental than another, but like the locomotive suffered from that style of football.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be, I, I'd like to think it's just bad luck a little bit. I also don't think, you know, I, I think this, the depth of our squad could be uh, improved a little bit because if behind uh, Van de van and Romero, our center back spot is, is very thin. That being said, that sucks. I'll keep my eye on it, Jake. Thanks for uh thanks for pointing that out.
2: <laughs> the um what was I gonna get into? I love
0: a good El Paso locomotive shout too, anytime.
2: Oh yeah. Well I'm just glad we got rid of him. He he had that style of play without the uh the Ange personality. He was just kind of a dickhead. <laughs> but um Yeah, so I was I was pretty pleased with that game. Do you wanna do you want to launch into Tottenham or do you want to continue with with today's match?
0: Uh go with today's match while it's fresh on your mind. And yeah. Let's let's talk some more Brighton.
2: Okay. This one will be short. I I hate you, David Moyes. I hate you. I hate playing against West Ham. It sucks. I don't like I like I, I keep hearing excuses from their fans on Twitter. Like, oh, like we have so many injuries. We don't have kudos. We don't have Whoever – who was the other guy that they missed on this one? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, it's just – it's irritating. It's like I got – like my club's got a mash unit right now. And, like, it's it's essentially our third straight. We got Estupion's back, luckily. Oh, before I stop, that, that Estupion goal, that's goal of the season already. I don't yes. care what anybody says.
0: Yes, I'm glad you said that, actually. When I first yeah. – I, I, I sent you a text when I saw the Hinchelwood goal. Mm-hmm. Also a very nice goal, but then the Estupiñan goal was, yeah, outside of the box, just a freaking belter.
2: Did, Loved it. Did you guys get the the Instagram one I sent you of the, the Spanish-speaking commentary?
0: I don't know if I clicked it.
2: Oh, my God. He does the, he does like, oye, como va? Like, he's like, right. go. He's like, oye, como va? Estupi. <laughs> nice
0: is so, that his song is that what the uh brighton supporters belt when when he's uh playing at his best
2: not that i know of i think it was just a south american espn commentator just doing a goal celebration nice <laughs> but um this game there wasn't any of that fun to be had um west ham did their thing of uh playing for a tie in their home stadium which is just irritating um I think Brighton looked good. Milner, again, looking nice uh, as he did in the Tottenham game. Midfield Milner, while, as Jimmy pointed out, extremely slow, is still a lot better than uh, left back Milner, which he had to end up playing um, later on in the game when Webster got hurt. And that's when I sent the we have no center backs text. But um, as far as like what was going huh?
0: Milner, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, yes. can still serve a purpose. <laughs> Don't you go dying on me now.
2: Most definitely. Tied tied for second all-time for Premier League appearances now, which is impressive, but uh, 68% of the ball for Brighton, 781 passes to 308 passes. Um, a 2.48 XG gross uh, missed an opportunity, missed like two or three opportunities. Xiao uh, Pedro put a Really, really good shot directly into the keeper. And then I believe we missed a couple other ones. Three big chances for Brighton. Um, and not much, not much else to say about this one. I I hate Moyes Ball. I hate David Moyes. He looks like a first sergeant that I worked under in Korea, and I fucking hated that guy too, so it makes it even worse. But, uh, but yeah, don't like playing West Ham. I'm, I'm glad we got away with a point.
0: Yeah, it's funny, uh, you know, Hammers this year are up near the top of the table. You guys are right neck and neck them with them. Are they, like, sitting in seventh? Is that right? Jimmy, you got the table pulled up? West they're sixth, sixth. or seventh. Yeah. Yep. Weird. I guess they're still in Europa, too, right?
1: They're doing well in Europa, actually. Uh, I think they won their group in Europa League, so...
0: Mm. um i like the uh when they beat arsenal which was fantastic by the way so shout out to west ham for that at least
1: they've won uh, six and race champs they've won six of their last nine with two ties and one loss the one loss being a weird anomaly 5-0 loss to fulham um yeah west ham has been impressive the last four games in a row have, have been shutouts for them um but, I mean, I saw there was a stat. I think you guys had like 41 touches inside of their PK area um, and, and no goal, which is incredible. Um, I mean, West Ham just did that to Arsenal, what, last week, where the Arsenal had like seven – like it was like a, a Premier League record. It was like 78 touches in the box without scoring a goal. Um, so, yeah, super frustrating great to play right now. But the – the last game earlier this season when you guys lost to them, that's West Ham's only win in the Premier League area against Brighton. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's not like you guys struggle against them. I mean, it's just a, it's just a frustration. But I mean, I, time shows I, that you guys have been successful.
2: I think it's a Deserby thing, like because I don't remember having this amount of frustration when when we were playing under Potter with them. I think it's just a complete styles clash. It it's just crazy to see like normally you see our passing like the center back will put his foot on top of the ball and people will come they'll collapse on there with like two different forwards will come after whoever's got the ball but like center back put their foot on the ball and nobody would move they just sit there and then as soon as the ball would go into their half you would just see all 11 were back and there was like five guys in the box essentially so mm-hmm. it's it's tough man i mean I I understand people being frustrated with that style. I mean I'm frustrated as an opponent, but I mean if it works, it works. Like Moys won a trophy, man. Like I don't understand how some of their fans are are mad about it. It's like fuck style points, man. Like I want hardware. And if and if it mm-hmm. wins a trophy, then why are you mad?
1: Let, let me tell you a little, little story about selling your soul for a trophy, because I had that like same sort of Attitude, if you will. I think it was 2017 with Jose Mourinho. And at a certain level, like, the the victories, like, the I mean, for all of the shit United gets right now, like, they are far less successful than they even were during, like, Mourinho's years. But stylistically, it was so brutal to watch. And it, it came after Van Hall, who was a different version of the same, I mean, the same thing, you know. And then it was Moyes uh, before that. So, like, stylistically, like... Selling out for a trophy, like, yeah, you know, the, the point of the game is to play for trophies, but fuck, what's – I mean, at what cost to watch what? Like, to had to tune in week in, week out, and even when you win, you don't feel good. You don't get the high from it because it wasn't, like – it wasn't sexy. You scored another knee goal or one that went off the shoulder or an own goal, like – or you got, like, a, a counterattack goal and didn't have the ball for 80 minutes of the game, but you got a W, like – I, I get it at a certain level. Like, it's not all trophies, I guess is what my point is.
0: Yeah, but if you're a West Ham fan, what can you expect? I'd be sucking David Moyes' dick right now, winning Europa Conference League, that shriveled <coughs> little thing.
2: Pepperidge Farm. Anywho.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll talk about Tottenham very briefly here. If you're done with Brighton, you got anything else to say? yeah you no, okay. depth um goddamn seagulls
2: we go uh we go to Stoke this weekend a cold rainy night in stoke so Fantastic.
0: love it where's stoke is that uh are they lead, are they championship right now
2: yes yeah are they yeah, I think so I don't think they dropped a league One.
0: Oh well, yeah they're in the middle of the championship,
2: yeah,
1: who do you play in the cup, James? Uh, another championship team, uh, Middlesbrough. We, we travel up north to Middlesbrough for that game. It's
0: Middlesbrough game. goes FA Cup, and then I think it's three days later or four days later, plays Chelsea in the Carabao Cup semis.
2: Oh, shit. Which just
0: kind of cool. That's, that's, a, that's a Michael Carrick vehicle, I'm pretty sure. He's been with them for the last two seasons. Huh. Um, so Also a nice Zach Steffen, Matthew Hoppy shout. Well, Matt, isn't Steffen back at city right now yeah yeah he's got colorado rapids rumors and matthew hoppy hop is a hibernian wasting away in the scottish premier league no, no there's no wasting there buddy three four years ago i thought those two were the truth but it shows that i know about usmnt players all right so you know despite my complaining about tottenham and injuries all of a sudden we've won four out of the last five games except for the loss to Jake Siegel's Uh came in hotter than a pistol. So it was nice to get a win against them. Uh, nice three, one win goals from SAR, Sonny and Richardson. It was an interesting game because, you know, Brighton had the ball half the time created a lot of dangerous chances, but we were just the ones that were clinical. But I think that game could have gone either way, but I was very happy with the performance to get the win. Uh I think Benton Kerr back does a lot for that midfield. I think when you see a Benton Kerr, sar pairing, it's uh I think Jimmy said it in a text message. It really when when Rodrigo's on the field, it really frees up Sar um to kind of, you know, I don't want to say the Weston McKinney role, but just to uh Oh jeez. <laughs> So active, box-to-box, box, making forward passes. He had the first goal outside of the box. He dribbled the ball. He carried the ball probably 15, 20 yards and then slotted it in the left-hand side. Um, he did go out with an injury, but latest I've heard, it was a minor injury, so we might even see him again this weekend. Um, Skippy comes on. I don't think he's convincing a whole lot of people. Nobody really rates him in the fan, fan base. Um, but now you have Sar if you, if, if healthy, going to AFCON. Basuma Afcon, sunny Asian Games. So all of a sudden, too, we're we're looking pretty thin. So I'm I'm curious what they get in for the January transfer window. But I think that you'll see a couple of uh, squad players coming in. One would think. Any questions? Any comments? Any snide remarks?
2: Um, I heard some people talking about uh, frustrations with Basuma's. Uh, availability like his uh, I guess recklessness getting cards or whatever has like like at moco spurs right when you go to watch games with them are there any complaints about him there
0: no everyone's pretty happy I I mean yes it's frustrating that he's getting yellows and Udogi also too is a little quick to get a yellow but when Basuma's on the field he's been arguably one of our best players so it is hard to complain and I haven't heard a whole lot of the moco spurs faithful complaining. I think most of the complaints happen around, um, definitely like Dyer, skip, gets some complaints. La gets complaints. I mean, I think what you see on Twitter is that La is playing well and he's definitely been playing better, but he does a lot of clumsy things. And I think, uh, Spurs faithful aren't as high on La as maybe people outside of Tottenham are, um, trying to think who else i mean that's that's pretty much it um everyone loves udogi everyone loves pedro poro i think pedro poro like i've said a couple times on the podcast has just been a revelation i think he's our right back of the future and we just signed udogi to 2030 we signed sar to 2030 so all of a sudden you know our i saw a graphic with uh with hugo out sunny is our you know, one of the few remaining players from that champion, the only remaining player from that Champions League squad, and the squad's completely turned over since then. With Harry Kane gone, you know, we finally got this a new young core that everyone's excited about, and, and those players I mentioned.
2: The um, last question for me: the uh, when you guys did the top five last last time. Uh, you guys went a different direction than I thought you were going to go. Is is there any name in particular that you've heard about or that you would like to be added, other than Mbappe? I
1: was gonna, I was gonna save that as my question for after the Villa segment to say, of the rumors that you've read so far in the first two days of the transfer window, which one do you wish was true,
0: like by the end mm-hmm. of the window? Huh. True is a good question, but. Let's go wild speculation. I like Solanke. Hey, you have know, to. <laughs> well,
1: it can't be something that I speculated. It, like it has to be like read somewhere.
0: I read I read Solanke a few times on Twitter. Okay, all right. I don't think that's very likely. I don't think. I mean, with Burnmouth kind of pushing right now and playing so well, there's no way in hell they. Okay, get so
1: let's just do this segment now. Mike wants Solanke. Uh, Jake, someone you've been attached to,
2: Barco. Valentin mm-hmm. Barco from Boca, absolutely. That's that's the main guy. Mm. And then, um, actually, before we move on, though, because I mean, both of, both of your teams are, I guess, wealthy teams. But Spurs playing in that stadium, the fan base that they have, like they they sell out that stadium. And I, I keep hearing like this like random rumor about Mbappe possibly to Liverpool. Of all the teams that could afford him, I don't understand why Spurs isn't a team that could afford him. He instantly makes them contenders. Him and Son teamed up. I don't understand why of the Premier League teams why that wouldn't be an option.
0: I don't think a, a, a star of that caliber wants to agree to personal terms with Tottenham still because of the Spursy reputation.
2: That just seems weird to me. It's like that's I would agree. Like taught, like that's got to be like in terms of like modernness like the nicest stadium right now
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah but I mean if you had a choice and you want to win trophies I don't think I would <laughs> sign myself up for Tottenham Hotspur if I was Mbappe you know
2: Yeah well, I mean he's spent his whole career at clubs that aren't going to win major trophies so What's ah, the difference
0: League yeah. all. nobody cares all right, James, uh, or other James. You're both James, James, technically, aren't you? Yep. Jake and Jimmy. let yep. Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on. Oh, Villa. Um, Yeah,
1: so the last episode we had was before Festive Fixtures. Um, and honestly, uh, you know, all things considered, we're in a good spot, right? We're in second right now, but, I mean, assuming – City gets a win. We're still top four um, after twenty games, but you know the last three have been rough. You know we we, we ended our home winning streak with a tie to Sheffield United, um, and barely you know we barely uh, got that that goal in to tie that game. That was at home. Um, of course, Cameron Archer, uh, one of our youth players that we sold in the summer, gets the goal for Sheffield. So. That was a bit of a wobble. And then, uh, you know, Wednesday against United, uh, we're up early in the like 26th minute, we're up 2-0. Um, and I was like, re- relief, like because I felt going in, I, I think I said to you guys or some other people that I felt like it was a trap game. Um, and I was like a little bit relieved, right? You get a couple early goals, I, I figured that just takes the wind right out of their sails. Honestly, hats off to Maine United. They were the better team in the second half. Come all the way back, uh, 3-2, huge disappointment. Um, those points hurt more than the, the points dropped against Sheffield. And then we played Burnley um, this weekend. And and honestly, we are lucky to come away with a win there. Um, I'm glad we did. you know, kind of righted the ship after the uh, last couple games. But um, – it was the first time all year that I can honestly say I've been a little disappointed that I let myself like get a little excited about, you know, what they've been able to accomplish. Um, you start to expect them to just win these games, um, and forget that, you know, we've come a long way in, uh, 13, 14 months here. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that the break came, you know, we, uh, we finally started to get on the injury list a little bit um you know the the biggest connection in the last three games with our struggles has been Pau Torres uh not really playing um so that's been uh that's been hurting and as well as uh Thier- Thiel- Thiel- Munt, um, the form he'd been in um so i I'm, I'm not crying injury you guys are kill like you know dominating us in in that aspect but um it, it has been the first time that we have had to talk about our depth a little bit and so um, you know, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to bring in uh, maybe uh, one more option in January if there's a good deal to be made. So we'll uh, we'll have to see.
0: So with Pau Torres out, you've been seeing a lot of Langley, yes.
1: Yeah, that's been. Uh, I, did, I was gonna point more to it's we're missing Pau and not blaming Langley for everything, but yeah, I mean. He's made some, you know, pretty glaring errors. I think he. Uh, um, it's been some of our, our our worst stretch defensively. You know, and I don't, I'm not even here to blame Diego because Diego has largely been pretty good. Yeah, he's had a few ups and downs, but usually, you know, he is the the thunder to Torres' lightning. And Kanza has been great at right back. And uh, Luca Dean, you know, him getting hurt kind of sucks. Uh, Alex Moreno is still kind of getting back into the swing of things. So. Um, Finally, some moving pieces along the defensive line um, makes you wonder, you know, if we need some more de- like more guys as, as cover in some of those spots. So we'll see what happens in January.
0: It is still crazy to me that 20 games in, you're you're at 42 points, but I'm not that complaining United, that yeah. United uh, comeback was shameful. I did not like watching it for you. I felt, felt that bad hurt. for hurt you.
1: That one hurt more than the new, than the night and forest game did. But like I said, all things considered, right. Like, you know, assuming, um, city takes care of a, a hapless Brentford, um, in week 20 for them, um, we're still in third, you know, only three points behind the leaders in Liverpool. One point technically, I guess, behind city, assuming that win. So, I mean, top four is not impossible. Um, We'll have to see how thin things start to get here in January, February. Once FA Cup, uh, Europa Conference League, uh, Premier League, all those congested games start to take a toll, and and you know, like I said, hopefully at the end of the day, I told you, and I still think this: if we absolutely slip up and fall, and uh, you know, flat on our face in the Premier League, and we finish in eighth or something like that, but we win the Conference League, Europa Conference League, I'll still take that as a, as a victory, right? Um, that one isn't sacrificing for trophies just for the sake of the trophy. Like, that one would be well-earned and, and fun to watch. So I'd be excited for that.
0: So the Burnley match, you guys are just coming off that. You did get a win after the uh, the United loss. So you are all of a sudden now, you know, back on the right track. Yep. Um. So after the cup game against Middlesbrough – do you know who you play in do you have a do you have a tough fi- fixture list coming up in January? Oh uh, I mean, not
1: not terrible. Um you know it's, it's you come back for Everton, we beat them early in the season, I think four one. Um they've been a little uh hecklin
0: uh Jekyll and Hyde.
1: Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, thank you. Uh ooh, tripping it's over that. that, that non
0: alcohol, uh you need a little booze in your I'm not, system. I'm not, I'm not sharp enough yet. Swelling. No
1: lubrication, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean we come back against Everton, and wife. then, uh, and then two weeks after that, right? Because it's a it's a late January with cup games and stuff. Um, but we have Newcastle is our other January fixture, so um, it'll be like a good opportunity to get people healthy. But you know everyone else is going to be hopefully getting healthy. I mean the Premier League is hoping people get healthy. But then we have Sheffield United again, and then we get another shot at <clears throat> Man United. So those are our next four games um off the jump so you know i think that we can rate right the ship here a little bit and uh and, and push forward and you know anything's possible i think we're we're in great shape
0: anything is possible that is correct do you think liverpool at this point is your favorite to win the title
1: no
2: city
0: city yeah it's Jake, always Nevada. city
2: always city
1: De Bruyne, De Bruyne's is getting back healthy, and Holand will be back. You know, like I said, it's a light Premier League um, schedule for everybody in January just because all the cup games. Um, they can roll waves of young guys at those cup games, get people healthy, and and get ready to do what they do every spring and go like undefeated and romp through everybody. So
0: yeah, I mean, I guess looking at the table right now, they're they have a game in hand and at forty points, so they're only. Let's assume it's a win, two points off the lead. Yep. Yeah, it's disappointing. It'd be nice to see them not win for once uh, in the modern era. It's never been modern done era four being times. my since I've been watching. It's never been done
1: four times days. in the Premier League era. So since, since the um, Premier League began, no one's ever won it four times in a row.
2: I um if this if this is one of the the years where it doesn't take a hundred points to win. And someone else doesn't win it; it's going to be a giant disappointment. But I'm pretty sure we're going to end up being disappointed. So,
0: you have five dollars to win ninety-five on uh, Villa in my app right now, there, Jake. I hope I'm I didn't some, jinx uh, him. I'm a, I'm his legal bookie. <laughs> they don't have legal gambling in uh, in El Paso, so Jake sends me Venmos every once in a while, and I put them in my Maryland sportsbook. Oh, so so this now is all, uh, you can indict me based upon All this admissible, all admissible. All yeah, admissible. For, for
2: entertainment purposes only. Yeah, actually,
0: kidding, actually. I'd never have done that, so.
2: Speaking gotcha. of which, I was thinking about yeah. doing a, a Villa Brighton parlay for their respective European tournaments.
0: Woo-hoo-hoo. It's not a bad idea, although right. Villa is the favorite to win Europa. Favorite. How does that feel, Jimmy? God,
1: I hope so. Have you seen the size of some of the clubs in that competition? Like, <laughs> are we? Are, I think like our uh, uh, the amount of money our club has like would buy all of the other clubs left in the in the Europa Conference League
0: or come pretty fucking Your close. Conference like, League? Oh shit! I get you guys yeah. confused. Who's in what? Yeah, man. You know I what? Paying attention to Europe as much because my uh, I, my team's not in it.
1: I don't care if we beat
0: uh
1: uh Maccabi Tel Aviv or something like that for the Europa Conference League championship. I don't care who it is. Hey, I'll you take, leave Josh Cohen trophy. out of this.
0: He's not, even, he's not even with that team. He's not with them anymore. He signed uh MLS. Oh yeah, that's where did, yeah, he's somewhere in MLS. Yeah. The shambolic league of MLS. Wow, ah, whatever. Just kidding. Yeah, good for him. What do you your what do you
1: what do you What do you like What do you like less I I I've been trying to do like less instead of hate more You know with kids and trying to tell them you know, don't say hate <laughs> But um yeah So what do you like less Chelsea or
0: MLS uh, I think I hate Chelsea more <laughs> I want to use hate because Well no nah
2: they they haven't tried to put a team they haven't tried to put a team in el paso yet so it's probably chelsea at this point but the minute they start looking at el paso as a possible market that's when i'll uh I'll get do pissy
0: think, do you think mls next pro is going to start actually i don't think mls next pro can touch usl championship at this point i think those teams are pretty well established and if, if an mls next pro team came in no one would give a shit
1: I feel like there's going to be a backdoor deal where Don Garber buys out the backside of USL
0: at some yeah. point. Yeah. I think Alexi Lawless is probably on something, and, unfortunately. And yeah, they're going to. Running the entire period. They're going to go Vince it. McMahon. Yeah. I would probably still support it, though, if, uh, if MLS owned it from top to bottom. And they've started putting, like, teams in markets and instituted in pro-rail i don't know I don't think yeah i
1: i don't think i'm gonna watch it like i just it's not
0: for me but i'm glad other people enjoy it so All uh, right, yeah chelsea they're they're a laughing stock right now let's all laugh at chelsea for a second did <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they just beat somebody didn't they uh they uh, just uh, beat a uh, little
2: old luton and they beat palace oh little
0: luton, oh, little luton. And they beat Palace, too. So they're sitting on 28 points, full 11 behind my Tottenham here. So the three teams in relegation zone, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield, has not changed. Do you think that's changing now that Everton's losing again all of a sudden, which is pretty fun? Brentford's four points off the drop. Nottingham Forest is five points off the drop, coming off a win against United,
2: a dog which fight. is pretty
0: great. Another Matt Turner howler out of the back too.
2: That pass that? was so bad. That pass awful. was so bad.
0: It was awful. Although I will say, I've got I, I'm going to defend Matt Turner very slightly. Jimmy's going to slap me virtually in the face because he thinks he's the worst USMNT goalkeeper of all time. Probably true, but Forrest playing out of the back is not like City playing out of the back. They're under pressure constantly at the back. The amount of times he touches the ball seems to be way higher than your typical goalkeeper. I don't know if I have any stats to back that up. I don't. So if anyone wants to look that up, be my guest. You won't. That's my uh, that's my anecdotal take. Jimmy, give me a slap.
1: That is... Uh- that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> having heard it, I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul.
2: Hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure whoever the Brighton Keeper is touches it probably double of what Turner touches it per match.
0: You think the Brighton keeper? Yeah, well, yeah. It's something to look up. I'm gonna try to remember that as I'm listening. If I when I listen back no. and edit this, I'll I'll look it up. But do they keep that stat? How many touches a goalkeeper gets per game? 100%. I mean, they have accurate passes that, on
2: yeah. Mob. Yeah. So 30, 37 passes this last game for Jason Steele. Dead, air. Dead air
0: dead, dead air, air.
2: dead air. dead air. Dead air. Last match for Matt Turner. 38
0: passes. So yeah. one more. Oh, shit. Well, what is the typical, like, how much did Steele have in the game before that? Is Steele, and, and to Brighton also, you know, they have the ball a lot.
2: Well, they, they play out of the back. They do that weird version of the goal kick where, actually, I wanted Jimmy's opinion as a keeper on this as well, what he thinks of that, where the defender starts with the ball, literally just taps it to the keeper, and then the keeper can kind of move and pick his pass out no no you don't like it
1: oh no i'm 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 I'm, I'm old school where like everything needed to be as far away from my goal as possible so like i wouldn't take goal kicks until my my center backs were at the halfway line and then i would just crush it up there like that's how far out i want you guys to start away from the goal um this this man would give sean dice a boner oh my gosh (laughs) get the fuck out I don't need to touch it more. Do you know why I play goalie? So I can kick it really, really far. No, but I, I, I would, I would be with David De Gea right now, just unemployed for, uh, with all these other goalies going down there. Everyone's like, ah, I'm good, Dave. Like, yeah, pass.
0: one of my favorite things playing rec soccer as like a eight year old was to wait on the eighteen for when the goalkeeper could inevitably not kick it out of the box and they kick it straight at you. Easy goal. one the best. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. So do you guys want to move on to our uh, – any other Prem thoughts on anyone else at all? Or do we want to move on to our top five of the week, which is top five teams in Europe other than the teams that are in the Premier League or in England? I wanted to ask that, Jimmy. Premier League. Premier Wait, League. So it, it, means, it, it should be England. Like I mean, like just not in that country. We're talking about other countries and their leagues. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, who wants to start? Because I have to start making a little list here. <laughs> just uh, um, have a couple things written down.
2: I'll go first. Uh, Oli is uh, Forest Green Rovers slash. I only have one Oli. Forest Green Rovers slash any other non-league or any non-league english football club um all that shit's fun those communities are really cool forest green's neat because as someone who tries their best to avoid um eating meat uh, i like the message of the club they used to have c shepherd as their sponsor um really really cool completely failed in league one and it's looking as though they might go into non-league football next year which would really suck for them but uh, good message. Good club. They seem like they got some good fans too.
1: Nice, nice. That's a that's a good Oli. My uh, I also only had one Oli, um, and mine was <clears throat> uh, uh, Monaco. Sorry, from France. Um, even though they're not really in France, it's principality, right? Um, but I I liked them. They've in the last fifteen years had a lot of really good. I mean. Even further back than that, like Thierry Henry, but um, Killian Mbappe was at Monaco, Anthony Martial was at Monaco, Bernardo Silva was at Monaco. I mean, they put out like a ton of like really good players, Thomas uh, uh, Rodriguez, Monaco. Like they put out a lot of fun players, um, a lot of young players, um, and then also you know it's just sexy, right? Like you are in Monaco. Like what a what a like that. It feels like a professional footballer's dream to just make a bunch of money and, and live in Monaco, but. Yeah, oli number,
0: uh, my one oli. Monica Spain oli. in general sounds kind of, kind of awesome. But Isn't speaking of sexy, my uh, first oli is the Young Boys. <laughs> you like that transition? Well, anybody, anybody? Ah. Uh, <laughs> no, I just uh I, I remember, you know, starting to watch soccer, starting to watch the Champions League, and seeing a team named the Young Boys out of. Uh, Switzerland, Switzerland. Yes, and then you have the Jordan the connection. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I just like the name. I like him, Young Boys. OLI number number one.
2: Um, so my number five is from Belgium, and I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, oh, okay. Unyan.
1: Oh, yes.
2: Yeah, this is the from the French speaking part of Belgium. So it's Unyan. Song G was It's spelled G I L L O I-S E. It's Tony Bloom's Belgian team. They've rocketed up from the second division after his takeover, um, which is what usually happens with teams that he owns. Um, it used to be a Brighton Lone Haven, and they kind of got a slap on the wrist, but after the recent vote, I think it might start again. Um I believe Sema came out of there. Matoma, definitely. Uh, Adingra and a few others have – Brighton stars have come out of that, that program at USG. Um, they've been really fun to watch when those games have popped up on ESPN+. Plus. And uh, they're, they've very, very quickly become a force in that league, which has been uh, really fun to see them take on the likes of like Anderlecht. So, yeah, USG.
1: Nice, uh, number five for me. Uh, nothing fancy here. Um, it is. Uh, I I found them because I saw a picture of their stadium and it was fucking sweet. And then I started watching them. Uh, they are one of the one of the better teams in the league. It is uh, Braga out of the Portuguese league. Um, if you have ever seen their stadium, it is like in the side of a fucking like cliff or something. I or not cliff, like yeah. a side of a mountain um it's super cool like you got 10 seconds in the mic you should search it but um yeah like i guess i like some of the games there and then you know they've uh, the portuguese league is another league kind of like the dutch league where you get some exciting young talent and and guys that uh if they don't play for like porto or sporting or something like that um usually get identified pretty quickly and moved on to other leagues but yeah they've been fun to watch and catching a game within that stadium is super cool so
0: I feel like a Champions League night in uh, in Portugal looks awesome. I just quick Google that Braga's in North Portugal. About five six years ago, Jess and I, this maybe seven years ago, we went to Portugal. And one of my biggest regrets is not going to a game there. So someday I would like to get to a game somewhere in Portugal. I've heard like the Porto Stadium is right along this river, like cool downtown area, yeah. plenty to see. Uh, my number five is RB Salzburg from the Austrian Bundesliga. You have the Erling Haaland, con- Haaland connection. You have uh, Brandon Arison, Aronson connection. I'm sure you guys could name a, a ton of other RB Salzburg guys, but they're always in the Champions League, always hanging around. Um, always kind of intrigued by the Austrian Bundesliga too because midway through the season, they split the league into two. And then they have like a champion of each of the divisions. Very strange. It's very strange. I, I, your, uh,
2: your points get divided in half. And then you're placed in like the, the, the top or the, but it's like the, the champion and then the regulation brackets.
0: Huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff.
2: And you only play those teams. Yeah. But uh, was, was Tyler Adams. RB
0: Salzburg? No, he went uh, New York Red Bulls to yeah. Leipzig.
2: Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so number four for me is another name I'm going to butcher. Uh, AC Ajaxio. Um, it's a uh, Corsican club in the French League. They played in Ligue 1 last year. Um, I have a hard time getting into leagues without sort of like clicking up uh, with a team and to continue my trend of like beach teams, you can't get much more beach than an Island. Uh, Corsica is a place I've always wanted to go. It looks really beautiful. And this stadium is like your typical, like 10,000, six 000 to 10,000 seater kind of falling apart, but it's like, it it looks like it smells like salt air and stuff. And I, I just love it. And unfortunately they struggled in league on, I think they're doing okay in league, duh. But, um, uh, hoping they make it back so I can watch him some more. I believe I'm in, but yeah, Corsican club.
1: Nice. Uh, number four for me, um, a friend of the pod, Brad Tindall got me, uh, on them when he visited, I can't remember if he went to a game or not, which he was here to confirm. Um, but when he was in Spain, um, he went to the Basque region and, uh, talked about real Sociedad. Um, and, uh, that club, you know, they have like some fun young guys like, uh, Tic- uh, Ticufasa, I might have slaughtered that, Kubo, if you will, uh, from Real Madrid and, and Barcelona at one point too, but he plays for Sociedad now. Um, and there's another young Spanish guy, I'll slaughter his name. It starts with an O and there's a Y, Oyara Zabal, I believe. Um, but anyway... They're fun. They're, you know, they're playing really well in um, in Champions League, right? You know, they, uh, Champions League, I think they won their group this year. So, um, you know, and it, it's in a beautiful region of Spain. So that'll be one that uh, when I go to Spain, that'd be the stadium I'd want to see. So uh, number four for me is uh, Sociedad.
0: I didn't – I don't have any La Liga teams on my list. I, I, I only really know, like, the top tier ones, you know? Yeah. But anyway, my number four is uh, is Ajax. I I was on the uh, Midland Park Ajax as my club team growing up. I didn't know much about them at the time, but you know, once I got into soccer, seeing Tottenham beat them in uh Champions League in that run when they had Frankie De Young and DeLitt and uh, what's what's homeboy that from uh, from Manchester United. Oh,
1: Van De Beek, yeah.
0: Van De Beek, yeah, he's just finally getting out of there but uh i mean so many good players uh serginho dest from usmnt fame you got zlatan i mean the eriksen the list goes on and on and on mohammed
1: kudus uh and alvarez for west ham uh, excuse me from ix like yeah, a million guys million yep
2: um I was trying to remember the guy's name, like the legendary dude from Ajax. Like one of the greatest of all time. I can't remember his name.
1: Well, my personal record book, Edwin Vandersar, but sure.
2: Oh, no, the the you're football Cruyff? guy. Yeah, you're on Cruyff, Cruyff. Cruyff, yeah, there we go. Cruyff. And then uh, Veltman. Barcelona fame, yeah. I think Cruyff <laughs> was
0: in him. NASL, wasn't he, for, for a hot minute?
2: Yeah. Um. So number three for me, uh continuing the trend of clubs on our islands uh in Sardinia, Italy. There's a club called Cagliari. Um, same sort of situation. Uh you could just pretty much copy and paste for what I said about AC Ajaccio island club, um, in the middle of the Mediterranean, just beautiful scenery, and then you got like another small stadium right there. Um I thought about going with one of the Spanish teams that are like in the Canaries or whatever. Those look like absolutely really cool atmospheres, but I already have a La Liga team on here. Cagliari has been fun. And if you guys get a chance, watch Serie A. It's probably like overall probably been the most fun, like casual viewing league this year. It's just been, those games have been insanely fun. Uh, Inter looks probably like they're going to win Champions League. Um but yeah, Cagliari, I really enjoy watching them. Their stadium seems really cool and definitely a place I want to visit one day.
0: Serie A is also on Paramount Plus, so I know a lot of people out there have uh, Paramount Plus for Champions League and I've been watching I am a Pulisic fan. I know that's annoying to a lot of people, but I watch a lot of Milan games on Paramount Plus. Yeah, they Cagliari today and Yeah, they, they, the, yeah, they uh, fucking uh, smoke Valley. Cagliari. Nope.
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, I won't delay here. Uh, I X is my number three for many of the same reasons that Mike said, um, uh, you know, they have had lots of recent success and, uh, success historically while also, you know, um, you know, pumping talent all over the continent. Um, just, uh, incredible history with the club. One for sure that, you know, uh, the stadium I would want to visit if I was in the Netherlands for sure, and I love Dutch football as well, so Ajax for me is, a, is an easy one.
0: I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick Dortmund for my number three. I think the yellow wall looks like one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Uh, Pulisic definitely turned me on to that club. Uh, being a USMNT guy, but then learning about the history of the club, seeing them in Champions League every year. Um, you know, seeing Gio there now, developing young talent, selling selling high, a, a model club. I would love to see them win the Bundesliga one of these years instead of uh, Bayern.
2: Nice one. Um, Brighton smoked Ajax. Just in case you guys forgot, uh, two times in a row. Um, my number two uh, would be my number one, but unfortunately, sort of in a similar situation. Um, that Jimmy felt about United. I haven't fully ejected from the club yet, but it's, it's getting close. Uh, number two is Valencia or as they say it, Valencia. Um, one of Spain's big four, um, the is like one of the legendary stadiums in world football, uh, the club, uh, champions league runners up. They've won La Liga multiple times. Uh, they've won Europa League. Um just fantastic club produced superstar players, uh David Silva, uh and the other uh oh what's his name? I can't even remember. I'm blanking David, Villa. David uh the yeah.
1: um
2: the current squad is okay. Um they've been somewhat fun to watch this year, um, but just total mismanagement by Paul oil scumbag Peter Lim who, uh, according to his daughter, will run the club the way he wants to because it's his. Um, Firing coaches midseason, hiring uh, Gary. Why am I blanking on names? Gary Neville. Yeah, hiring Gary Neville because he does real estate deals with him. Just the worst manager of all time. Um, Fired Marcelino because they said, hey, don't go for this Copa del Rey. And then he won the Copa del Rey and they fired him um Gatuso who I was very excited about to see there couldn't really do anything they allowed people like I'm just rambling on but yeah Danny Parejo club legend captained them to that trophy and they just kicked him out to their rivals essentially but yeah love used to love watching them still kind of do uh, I wish Lim would sell the club but I I seriously doubt that'll happen
1: No, yeah, for sure. Uh, one of my favorite FIFA teams of all time um, was that uh, um, David Silva, David Villa, uh, David Villa Valencia team. Uh, number two for me, um, at a club that I've uh, um, fallen in love with the last couple of years, um, almost exclusively because they've provided my two favorite wingers for Eston uh, Villa, um, It is Byron Leverkusen um, with uh, obviously both uh, Bailey and Diaby. Coming from that setup, but you know they have put out a lot of good talent. Um, uh, whatever grief people are giving him now, like Kai Havertz is still like a very solid player. Came out of Leverkusen. Um, they got lots of very good young guys: Florian Wirtz, um, uh, Tapsova, um, center back. I know he was linked to a Spurs. Um, you know, lots of lots of really good players. They're fun to watch right now. Um, you know, a chance to do something. That we're hoping doesn't happen, in the Premier League, but you know, knock off the team that wins it all the time. Somebody's got to stop City before that happens. Um, but you know, a real opportunity this year to push Bayern, um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're just fun to watch. Uh, Chabi Alonso um, as a coach, he's definitely destined for um, other big opportunities probably in the next couple of years. Um, really like his management style. They're fun to watch, man, for sure. So number two for me. Leverkusen.
0: It's probably the only year I've wanted Bayern Munich to win. because <laughs> <brother, I don't laughs> really
2: like it. Yeah, it's, the year he guy. shows up, Javi oh. and them boys.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. All right, my number two, I teased it a little bit earlier, but, but AC Milan definitely uh, – I've always had a thing for black and red on jerseys, so that right away stuck out to me. But then learning about San Siro uh, – all the history with Zlatan and uh, I, I read this Zlatan book recently where he, he, he won all those titles um, at AC Milan. Now I've been watching them a lot. Like I said, I love uh Leao. He's one of their forward players. I think he's, he is incredible to watch people on Twitter. will say Pulisic's the best player on that team. Cause they're idiots. No. <laughs> uh Leao is fantastic. A lot of fun to watch right now, but I also am enjoying the, uh, the renaissance of, of Puli in Syria right now. And just, I don't, I don't like inter cause everyone likes inter. So I want to pick the other, the other Milan squad. So that's what I'm going with. Number two,
2: the, uh, the, those champions league winning squads, Gattuso and Pirlo. Those are some of the best club teams of all time. Those, those teams are fucking awesome. Um, so my number one team, um, I went also with the Austrian Bundesliga, but, um, you know, I'm not a front runner like Mike. Uh, so I went with Wolfsburger AC, which also has like a name, like RZ Pellets or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but Wolfsburg, Austria in Corinthia, I believe is the state. Uh, we have family friends of ours that are from that area. So I, I kind of. Got hooked on the team, and um, those games are real fun. Same sort of situation, small stadium. Um, Germanic people are super friendly, despite the uh, the, the stereotypes that you will hear. Uh, I really, really enjoyed my time in that part of the world, and uh, I've definitely had fun watching these guys, especially this year. Um, they got a guy named Mo Bamba, which is funny. I don't know if they know about that song over there. But uh Isn't
0: there a Basque NBA player named Mobamba too?
2: Yeah, that's who the song was about, was the NBA guy. (laughs) But um they got Mobamba, uh Boyacai and Balo, uh three forwards that have been like super, super fun to watch in that league this year. Um I think they're sitting mid table. Uh they just don't really have the the money, I guess, that you you would get from a Salzburg or even from like a Sturm Graz, but uh, that league is If anybody's Interested in watching Some sort of uh, I don't even want to say MLS level Because I think it's still Higher than that But it, It's It's fun to watch It's Essentially lower league football But it, It's it's good uh, I've enjoyed watching it
1: Nice That was uh,
0: Unexpected I didn't think we were going to get Two uh, Austrian, Austrian teams yeah. It's fun putting this list together Actually there's a lot of squads I sure. like in Europe. Apparently,
1: indeed, indeed. I mean, I think that we've uh, we've we've branched right. We found that there's teams that play different times of the week and times of the weekend, so you can catch like games uh, outside the Premier League too. Uh number one for me, um, probably no secret for either you guys, but not something I really talk about a lot on the pod. Um, and I don't have a lot of other uh, friends that partake in this league with me, but. Um, I I get it. It's a two, it's a two horse league, but for me, it is Rangers FC and that fandom technically is my longest, right. in um, as far as professional soccer goes, um, since they went into administration, what was that? 2011, I think. Um, they went all the way down to like the third or fourth division of Scottish, uh, Premier League, uh, soccer. Like it was such a cool story because they had such a rich history, um, you know, under CVG, uh, they did win. What was it, fiftieth or fifty second uh, league uh, title? Like, it's just outrageous. Um, yeah, they they're they're a big part of uh, of my fandom, and I still like watching them. I watched the old firm derby uh, last weekend. Super disappointed, right? Uh, losing to Celtic sucks every time because it's the only team that I care to beat the most. Um, but they're 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 a fun squad, and, and Scottish Premier League is fucking chaos, and I love it. You know, um, it is like for all of the things that Jake would tell you, he loves watching Billy Gilmore uh, for the things that I love watching John McGinn for, um, Tom Kearney. I love watching him at Fulham. Like, like just like the attitude, right? Like the Scottish attitude and the way they play. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just great, man. It's it's fun. So Rangers has been a love of mine for a long time. I have probably as much Rangers gear as I do Villa gear. Um, just a really cool club.
0: That's because you're a, <laughs> a traitor and you turned your back on United. That's, traitor. Uh, <laughs> just
2: that,
1: kidding. I don't know why I said that. I didn't. I didn't. Pay, I didn't pay for it, so I uh, <laughs> can't own it.
2: Not not to get all nerdy, but like the energy in that city, like during that derby, has to be like fantastic. Like just, it's like one half of the city against the other half of the city, which just seems so fucking cool to me. So the last
1: uh, was the last three meetings. Now they've had to they won't let away fans into the games because it's been so violent, like and like stuff happening like and then there's some like bullshit going on where uh Celtic was like pissed at I think it was pissed at Rangers for limiting how many away fan tickets like they could sell and they're only offering like 700 tickets for away fans like in fucking Glasgow I mean it's the fucking same city guys um yeah like it's it's just, it's that sort of shit it's um it's legit legit hate like they really, really, really don't like each other. Um, uh, in fact, I, I think it was a couple of years ago. Um, uh, Gilliam balague I'm sure I saw that name, but from, uh, from Paramount, from CBS sports did like a, an away nights thing. And he talked a little bit about like the, um, he was in Glasgow for their, for the Celtic uh, European game, but he talked about Celtic and Rangers and what it means to like the people in that city and, and how intense it is. Um, it's definitely on the bucket list for me. Um, I think if I'm lucky enough that I can go to get a Villa game in, I'm probably just going to have to make a week of it and try to catch a, a Rangers game. I don't know if I'll ever catch a, an old firm. i got to imagine those tickets to get all, like know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody type thing. But just to catch a game in Glasgow is, is definitely up there for me. Go to the a and see a game.
0: That would be awesome. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll finish up our list here with a weak one and say uh, Wrexham. I think the the story is pretty fascinating with Rob McElhoney and uh, Ryan Reynolds. I've been paying attention to them in League League Two. Uh, they're looking like they're they're in third place right now, in great shape to be promoted again. It's uh, the first three spots in that league go up to League One. I think it'd be pretty fun to see them keep climbing. At some point, it probably is going to end, but. Figured I could pick them because they're a Welsh team, even though they're they're in the uh, the English Premier. So. Hope that's okay.
2: It'll it'll get hard probably okay. after League One, like because their their funding right now is insane compared to other League Two teams.
1: Well, they had to they had to super dial back their funding for this year. Like, oh like really? They, they had to. Um, the the spending rules are way more strict in League Two than they are in the National League, so uh, they had to actually trim their roster down this year um they were carrying kind of a bloated squad um just because they could in the national league um but yeah i mean it's still like yeah you're right it's every level's gonna keep getting harder like the resources are are going to be different and the amount you can spend is going. that's why that's why them owning the stadium and expanding the seat base is huge for them because that's built-in revenue that allows them to tap in like they're they are rich owners like uh, they're rich enough to be able to do or buy more, just not within the financial structure of the club. So having the stadium and building the club and doing all the stuff they're doing with the TV show allows them to, I guess, in a, in a way, artificially inflate um, that value and drive some of that growth quickly. It allows them to keep spending, but we'll see. Yep, we'll see.
2: Wrecks them. Damn near killed them.
1: Cut.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Prem Yo-Yo.